0: The Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined. The hell? With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor, Deuce Crash Gladys, get
1: in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive
0: the car. Here's the freak.
2: on oh, no, three.
3: And then there were four, Freak Nation. Curious how the ratings will be for Final Four weekend with your Final Four teams now set. But this is a motorsports show, Freak Nation. And a lot of motorsport, motorsports to hit. Denny Hamlin, NASCAR Cup winner from Texas. He's going to be joining us. Mike Helton, uh, executive with NASCAR. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Rafa Matos. Is that ring a bell, Crasher? Rafa Matos, oh, ring a well, bell absolutely. for you? Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Believe it or not. Several years in IndyCar Series. Last time we saw him, uh, 2008, 2009. Speaking of Texas Motor Speedway.
4: No wait
3: was that long ago. It was uh, Rafa Matos and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah. Shaquille O'Neal was Rafa Matos. But that, we're, that, that's not what we're talking to Rafa Matos about. He's now running in the Trans Am Series. He'll be joining us as he's won the last two races. Statman, uh, how many races has Trans Am run this year? Two. He's won the two uh, Trans Am 2, not
5: the top category, but the second category in the uh, Trans Am
3: series. So Rafa Matos will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Oliver, uh, bookmark this name, Freak Nation. It looks like we might have another uh, up-and-coming name that the Andretti Autosport has locked onto. His name is Oliver Askew. He's won the first Indy car, or excuse me, Indy Lights races.
6: Well, he did not win St. Pete, but he won the doubleheader at Coda in Austin last weekend. So, Got it. Yeah, he's he's leading the points, and just looking at his resume, he's won a lot of championships already. A lot. US, Pretty much won USF, a championship in everything he's done.
3: USF 2000 champion. Yeah. Uh, Mazda Road to Big Ass Open Wheel Series series. <laughs> Walter
6: was it Walter Hayes is that the trophy in England that is very coveted by open wheelers. Yeah, he's he, mm. Statman, he how much how much
3: money does a driver take home when they run when they win that Mazda what Was it, Mazda Road to Indy series.
5: The Mazda Road to Indy has got several levels. He won Two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, I think there's a two million dollar prize.
6: Yeah. you win you Indy win Lights. The,
5: yeah, the top of it, but he won two hundred
3: thousand. Man, this hour brought to you by our good friends at ISM Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona. That NASCAR Fall Race eight, nine, and ten November eight, nine, and ten. It'll be the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal November tenth. Eight drivers. They are narrowed down to four after they leave phoenix make your plans now to grab that big ass rv and join the freak nation ism raceway at ismraceway.com and of course speaking of phoenix and ism raceway big news coming out earlier last week in regards to the finale for the 2020 season landing at ism raceway in phoenix arizona
6: props to nascar for keeping the schedule changes for the 2020 season pretty under wraps yeah that that doesn't happen very often and we got some wind of what was going down come on monday of this past week and just trying to dig to find information without asking someone who knew and wouldn't disclose (laughs) was difficult so yeah that was awesome that was great news big schedule changes for 2020 the entire playoff the the cutoff races are going to be insane. Bristol is a cutoff race now. The Charlotte Roval is a cutoff race. Martinsville, the paperclip is a cutoff race. So yeah, and then Phoenix being the place where it's all decided.
3: We'll talk more in length about that as we get deeper into the show. But Quickly, regards to this weekend, before we get into resetting for some of our affiliates, with Texas we saw who won today. Denny Hamlin. We saw the results of Kyle Busch in the truck and then the Xfinity Series. And Kyle Busch, frankly, should have won this damn race. But bigger than that, it's a big win for Joe Gibbs racing on many fronts, uh, least of which of course, is that Toyota their manufacturer they're based in Plano, which is uh, more than a stone's throw, but it's in the, it's in the metropolis. It's in the Metroplex Dallas based interstate batteries based again, n- not too far from the track last week, extended their interstate battery sponsorship with Joe Gibbs racing <laughs> and that, and they come fitting. to find out that was the, that, that was the initial seed money that Joe Gibbs Racing got to get into NASCAR from Norm Miller, who heads up Interstate Batteries. Yeah, that was the initial Whoa. seed money for Joe Gibbs Racing.
6: That makes sense, because I just associate the two very solidly. So, yeah, that was Bobby Labonte then, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, hmm. Bobby Labonte. And how about this? who to thunk this stat, man? Rick Hendrick Racing gets two cars in the top ten at Texas, and they freaking celebrate. How about that?
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty strange considering all the championships that they've won in that organization just to celebrate having a good finish. But, yeah, they should. They haven't. And uh, the Chevrolets, in fact, have been dominated by the Fords and the Toyotas. So, yeah, it's good to see some difference in the, you know, in the top of the line.
3: Freak Nation, we're gonna reset with some affiliates and get to Crash Gladys pit news and notes coming up Lucas All Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks.
3: Welcoming in another round of affiliates for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How are you doing, man? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, be sure you stick around. Denny Hamlin, your Texas Cup winner, will be joining us in about seven minutes. Mike Helton, NASCAR executive, synonymous with NASCAR. Uh, He'll be joining us. Rafa Matos, former IndyCar pilot, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. And Indy Lights winner from COTA, Oliver Askew, will will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Crash Gladys Bit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor. You got a truck, even a sports car, and a sedan, believe it or not. General Tire has the tire for your ride. Check them out at GeneralTire.com. Com. Crasher.
6: Well, Saturday night was Supercross in Houston, and it was another triple crown. Ken Rockson took the first moto, or excuse me, the first main, I should call it. Cooper Webb with the second main, and Marvin Muskin winning the third main. So the overall win went to Cooper Webb, as, of course, he had the highest average finishes. The 250s did the exact same thing. The first one going to Adam Ciancarulo, second to Dylan Ferrandez, and third to Colt Nichols. How about that? You guys in Houston got quite a show. Dylan Ferrandis taking the overall win for the 250s. And chalk up two more wins for Kyle Busch. NASCAR in Dallas and Dallas-Fort Worth. He captured the flag both in the trucks and the Xfinity series at TMS. And he was looking pretty solid, like Kenny mentioned earlier, in the cup race on Sunday. But in the end, he was bested by his teammate Denny Hamlin. Do not miss Denny. On with us in just about four minutes. And get this. No other team, no one, Except Penske or Gibbs has won at the cup level since Texas last fall. That was the first weekend of November. Since then, your only winners have been Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski for the captain, Kyle Bush, Denny Hamlin for Joe Gibbs Racing. Okay. F1, it was the arrival of Charles Leclerc in Bahrain. He's, he sat on the pole and he led he led a part of the race, but it was an issue his issue that helped Lewis Hamilton to the win. And even Hamilton praised Leclerc after the race saying, quote, you, my man, have quite a future ahead of you. Trans Am race this weekend in Road Atlanta. Lawrence Lowshock taking the win in Trans Am. And former IndyCar driver Rafa Matos, who will be with us later on this hour, he took the win in Trans Am, too.
3: Crash Gladys, Spit News and Notes, brought to you by General Tire. Do yourself, your family a favor. Grab yourself some General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Denny Hamlin, your Daytona 500 winner, and now your Texas winner, the Cup Series joins us next. Lucas Oil Studio, Speed
0: Freaks Motorsports Radio, Redefined.
3: Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001.
4: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: You're back with the Freaks. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Staten Man, and your winner from Texas joining us here in the Freak Nation, Denny Hamlin and Denny at what point of the race were you either talking your crew chief off the box or him talking you back into the car because of the things you overcame to get that win in texas because that's bonkers
8: yeah it was uh it was pretty amazing there i don't know what all they covered on tv but certainly we had our you know we ran out of fuel earlier in the race that cost us a ton of time and then we had the two penalties on pit road and then i missed pit road under one green flag sequence and had to come back down so we, uh, it was a crazy uh, t- turn of events where, you know, by the end of the race, we had worked our way back into the correct track position. And then uh, from that point on, really, just the speed of our car kind of took over.
6: Well, there's the speed of the car, but it's just the entire construction of what your guys have been able to do with this car. Because I saw a stat that since Texas last fall, which is several races ago... Nobody has won except for a Gibbs car or a Penske car, and I think most of those are Gibbs cars. So what is it that you guys have?
8: Yeah, I mean, our cars are are definitely running strong right now and and really confident every time we go to the racetrack that I've got a race-winning car. I've just got to make sure I don't have any mistakes, and that that will produce more wins for us. And I certainly thought that we were not going to win today, given everything that was thrown at us, but... Um, you know, Chris just did such a great job with the car, making it better and better through the day. And I felt like I got better as the day went on and um, just, you know, really executed perfectly when it counted at the end.
6: Wait, what do you mean, real quick, what do you mean you got better? Explain.
8: Well, I just think that, you know, I got better at driving the car. I, I adapted to the way the car was handling, um, and I was able to get, you know, a little bit better lap times out of it by the end of the day than what I was really at the beginning.
5: Denny Hamlin does that explain you went through a dry spell does that are you coming around is the car coming around what's suddenly you're running at the front of the line again
8: yeah we're just you know really trying to (laughs) trying to execute and you know we we had you know a year where where we didn't win last year but we were certainly in contention to win a lot of races but just didn't just didn't pan out for us but uh, it seems like our cars are back up to speed um you know i've definitely gotten better i feel like in the off season, and really everyone's having to learn to drive a different driving style with these with this aero package so uh, i just feel like you know i'm kind of adapting as quick as anyone
3: denny hamlin joining us here in the freak nation winner out of texas nascar cup winner and denny you look at that win in texas and you talk about really what you've had to go through to get back up on the on the on the box to grab that trophy look at what your team has done with the sponsorship and so forth was there a time when you said to yourself like damn it man we can't figure this arrow package out what the hell's going on not really i mean really from the beginning
8: of the year um you know we've we've been in the top 10 you know pretty much every week so we uh we're we're putting ourselves in contention to win a lot of races that we have you know, I'm sure some teams are frustrated right now um, with you know with their performance, but certainly I feel like what we're doing at Gibbs is really being you know focusing on how can we race well we're not always qualifying great but certainly uh, we're racing well and that's all that really matters.
3: Denny how do we get around these issues with a qualifying before a cup race?
8: Yeah I don't know it, it's just it's the way it's going to be no matter what you know it, as long as you're the the guy in the front you're going to be at a disadvantage and you're not going to win the pole so nobody wants to be the car in front and it's just part of it's just part of it and until we do single car qualifying you're going to have kind of the the gamesmanship going on no matter what so um there's just no way around it honestly
5: denny hamlin the ford teams and the toyota teams appear to have figured out this new car chevy seems to be coming up behind i know you don't care but is it the new car or just the the swing of the pendulum that it's time for somebody else to win now
8: well it certainly gets ebbs and flows i mean we know that Hendrick, uh, in general, you know, tends to run better at the end of the year than what they run at, at the uh, at the end of the year versus what they run in the beginning. So, I don't put too much stock in it right now, and and really don't don't care to be honest with you. <laughs> we're just focused on our program, and we can't assume that we're just going to be you know at the top all the time. We know that they're going to be working, you know, as hard if not harder than us to try to get to to, to where we're at. So we're just uh, you, you got to keep working. It's just part of the sport. And there's you know, there's highs and lows.
6: All right, before we let you go, Denny Hamlin, are you actually, you're not a Virginia fan, but are you excited for Virginia in the Final Four?
8: I am very much so happy for them. And, you know, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to college myself, so I'm an all-Virginia Fairweather fan. So I'll go, uh, I'll pick for any of them that uh, are still in it. So uh, love, love, you know, Tony Bennett and what he's done with that team. So it's really cool for them to get to the final four.
6: How tough is Bristol going to be on you? I mean, the final freaking four, you are a basketball hound. How tough is it really going to be to focus on the track?
8: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I know I'm a professional first, so I'm a I'm a sports fan second. So it's uh hey, I really worked hard this year to try to, you know, be better and I feel mm-hmm. like I am.
3: Diddy Hamlin, your winner out of Texas joining the freaks. Thanks, D H. All right, thank you. Step man, you bring up a good point though when it comes to the manufacturers and Chevy being one of those, the bow tie of Chevy and really what it means to NASCAR and to those Win on Sunday and sell on Monday. Regardless, you have your fingers a little deeper in, little deeper into manufacturing conversations than I ever have. What do you think these guys, these engineers with Chevrolet and Chevrolet forking over millions and millions of dollars to these teams, wh- what are they thinking with the lack of results for Chevys? Uh, that's
5: a tough question. I think the, the bigger issue is not necessarily that Chevy has fallen off. But Ford a couple of years ago, excuse me, Ford a couple of years ago started spending more money and Toyota has always had their factory uh, heavily involved in what they're doing, TRD, Toyota Racing Development. They have spent an enormous amount. They are heavily involved in the engine development and the aero. That's why Toyota is so heavily in drag racing in places where their engines aren't, their their aero involvement is what uh, has them sponsoring the teams in Funny Car and in uh, Top Fuel. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, thinking out loud, I think to- Chevy has spent a little less money than Toyota has spent more, and uh, Ford has spent more than Chevy. So now the Chevy teams are feeling the, the pain of that.
6: Get what you pay for. Whoa! Just saying. Easy. Mm -hmm.
3: Coming up in a moment your stat man, Scat. Also coming up this hour, we're going to go with we're going to go with uh, Rafa Matos joining us at seven forty Pacific. Rafa Matos.
6: Fill the whole first hour with winners.
3: Last week we caught up with Mike Helton shortly after he made the announcement. He and ISM Raceway in Phoenix made the announcement. He'll be joining us in the second hour. And you've missed him the show. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. With NASCAR making this announcement with 2020, they're on their way to, frankly, turning this schedule upside down. The only thing that I could think about, frankly, and I'll make a point, was the NHRA. And I'll explain. Coming up, SpeedFix Fix Pits at Lucas Oil Studios.
9: Good evening, my fellow
4: citizens. To provide guidance to mankind...
3: In the mid-16th
5: century, the French decided to change from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. That moved the start of the year from April 1st to January 1st. Those who continued to celebrate the start of the year on April 1st became known as April Fool's. Thus, April Fool's Day. Some foolishness came into the Formula One world this week when McLaren CEO Zach Brown threatened to pull the historic team from the historic series. The American wants new rules that would make McLaren more competitive financially and on the track however mclaren's core businesses engineering and technology are built on its presence and success in f1 one billions in global contracts could be at stake yes who would be the fool if zach brown is in charge should mclaren run aground and spill its guts all over the f1 shores just hard to imagine peace
9: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
1: Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads. Pain! If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and you need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call. Toll free. 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline. 1-800-428-1570.
7: Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do?
3: Having performance issues with your engine freak nation? Do yourself a favor. Go to lucasoil.com. A plethora of lubricants, cleaners to get your engine in tip-top form. That's lucasoil.com. Coming up, Rafa Matos, many years in IndyCar Series. Brazilian Stock Car Series. V8 Supercars from... What I understand. Now running in the Trans Am series, he'll be joining us coming up. Last time we saw him crash here, it was him and Shaquille O'Neal.
6: It was just crazy. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal doing a tire change on Rafa's IndyCar and just raising up this ginormous rear right rear tire with oh, one hand. No big deal.
3: Let me preface this comment with maybe I'm just too close to the NHRA. It's The NHRA and Supercross Motocross were the two motorsport series. When I say I grew up on, it was really the only two series that came close to me. Supercross, motocross, flat track, the NHRA. There was IndyCar down in College Station on the World Speedway, whatever the hell that was. At one yeah, There was stock cars Seriously? down there. I don't know. I don't, whatever.
6: Probably midgets and sprints. Probably not IndyCar.
3: No, this thing was like a two and a half mile. What was it? Statman? Like the World Super World Speedway down in College Station or something? Do You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but it was
5: 2.6. Did in, IndyCar couldn't have run there more no. than
3: once. No, I'm just making that up, frankly. That's right. N- I think NASCAR just ran there. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. It was but my 2. point is... 2.6 miles or something. It Texas was World Speedway, yeah. right? It, Texas World Speedway, yeah. yeah. And again, maybe um, I'm just too damn close to the NHRA when I make this comment. When, Na- when NASCAR made the announcement earlier this week that... For 2020, they're moving the finale to Phoenix, and a number of bump races are are significant, whether it's Martinsville, the Roval, Bristol. I mean, that, that's going to be cool. That's going to be fun to watch. There's two weeks off. Granted, allegedly it's for the Olympics because that's what NBC is going to have on at the time. In August. Re- but regardless, they're moving in the direction that the three of us have talked about <laughs> for 10, 15 years. But... I just, I continue to think about the NHRA, how, when I was at NHRA in Phoenix several weeks ago, I was there on Sunday and I just thought, I am bored. And it was my only race to see, it's only the second race of the season. I wasn't at Pomona. I was just, I was just bored. It's it's cool. These cars are going three thirty four seconds, but it's the same old, and I understand that, It's about the fans in the stands that get to see their races once a year. That's why I think maybe I'm just too damn close to this. You've got the four wide nationals in Las Vegas. You have the four wide nationals in Charlotte. But other than those two races, nothing is different with this series. Nothing. They're not going to new tracks. They're not doing different things with the tracks where we've made the suggestions of maybe going to... Eight miles, quarter miles, thousand feet, seven. Regardless, there's just nothing, and I don't, I don't know if there's something different that you could do to make NHRA appealing or to resurrect or to rebrand. I don't, I don't have that answer, but I thought, damn. But
6: just got- because you were allegedly bored at part of the Sunday finals in Phoenix doesn't mean that other people are. That's still a motorsport. Talking about NHRA mm-hmm. that has not been exposed to so many people yet. And when one of those newbies goes and gets his white shirt loaded with with rubber from the, the cars on the track and they, their body shakes when a nitro car passes them and they've never in their life seen or heard something that fast right in front of them, right? It's it's maybe it's not for you anymore because you're too, like you said, you are too close to it. It's the new people who, we just need to get more new people to come in and see it. It's not boring to them.
3: Statman?
5: I think the bigger issue, and we talked about this briefly once before, is especially the idea of going back to a quarter mile for the uh, the nitro cars. Uh, they're talking about it with the tire development and the engine development of approaching 350 miles an hour Ooh. to add that extra 320 <laughs> feet to the God. thousand feet that they're going now. And that's just too fast. So, uh, they, uh, they probably aren't going to go to a quarter bile, uh, but, and the eighth bile would be over in like a second and a half, two seconds.
3: <laughs> 1.9 seconds. I don't know. I'm that's a video maybe, game. Maybe I am just too close to it, and uh, we we don't have those relationships like we did the first ten years of Speed Freaks. We don't have ten drivers in every category that we could call up and just shoot the bull with them on a you know a, a weekend afternoon. We don't have those guys anymore. Maybe that's part of it. I just don't know, and I just maybe just some some different tracks would would be more appealing to me
6: so you're so now you're in the vein of new construction so hey you well, damn it, city toledo ohio hey why don't you invest millions of dollars for a race that's going to come once a year hey for that a return of 3 awesome. or 4
3: million dollars to your own economy why not
6: easier said than done uh,
3: yeah
5: well yeah i mean it's you don't have any, uh, what do you call a public-private uh, partnerships that come around anymore, land values and the noise levels that they have to fight against. You know, I'm a huge drag racing fan. I think the bigger issue with drag racing is something that, that I've said and we've all said for years is that they're spending too much time promoting 330 miles an hour in four seconds, instead of promoting the spectacular personalities of the drivers. And if they would do that, then people would, you know, would be more interested in what the drivers are doing and not just the, that, and, you know, two (laughs) minutes later, that, and, you know, just keeps going on and on, you know, I mean, at some point that does get boring, uh, that, you know, but if you know who's under that helmet, that you know then 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 you know it's a you know it's a cool guy and you want to see him win you her. just
6: gave kenny some serious fodder for your new soundboard <laughs> <laughs> i've
5: been giving him a lot of drops lately
3: <laughs> getting back to Na- it's, the, it's the cold air in columbus that's got my mind warped <gasps> yeah i'll give you that stat getting back to nascar's 2020 schedule announcement trying to pin really where they're going to go with this series. And again, Mike Helton next hour will be joining us to talk a little bit about when he made the announcement with ISM Raceway earlier this week. But getting to the revisions for 2020, what's the biggest change that you see crash, Statman, in the 2020 schedule? Not just change, but significant to where it may help move this series it, it might be minuscule or it might might be great, but just move this series in the right direction.
6: Shortening the season, for one. Like you talked about, that summer break in August for two, but mostly not being afraid to break away from oh, tradition. You have to have Daytona on 4th of July. No, you don't. So they finally moved away from that. Oh, you have to have the, the finale in, in Florida and in Homestead, Miami, Florida. No, you don't. They moved away from that, and it's actually going to be a, arguably a better finale in a better market because Homestead, Miami, Florida wasn't necessarily attracting a lot of locals and and okay. Not saying that Phoenix necessarily will, but they've proven in the past that they have one of the best camping experiences and that's just a great championship host city overall. So yeah, breaking from some of the traditions and not being afraid to just say, we're going to try something else because they know that annoys their hardcore fan base, but they're doing it anyway because they have to try something.
5: I think it would be cool if they move the final race around, like the NFL is now doing with the draft and you get a chance for you know, other people. It, it is in November. So it is only, you know, maybe six different places where it could run, uh, because of the weather. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see more races move around, uh, and they're kind of doing that now. Uh, moving it to different tracks at different times of the year, like you said, Crash. Having that at uh, uh, the Fourth of July, uh, moving it to someplace else instead of Daytona. I think I, I think this new guy that's there uh, is um, taking some of this stuff to heart. He's been listening to what you know millions of fans have been telling him, especially the ones. Who are staying home and not watching it on TV? I
3: mm-hmm. think about that. Steve O'Donnell, by the way, you got the, got the freaks, Lucas Hole Studios, Statman, Crash, Kenny Sargent. Steve O'Donnell hasn't even been there a year, right?
6: No, he's he's been he, no, he's been around. Has he's he? Just in a different position. Oh, different this, this position. All, got it. This all changed when the DUI went down with Brian France last summer. That's when the executive shakeup went down, and it had to. And <laughs> stop it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the greatest DUI in NASCAR history.
6: You know what? It it yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a blessing in disguise, maybe. <laughs> oh, oh man! Yeah, you can say that.
3: You know what I like about it, and it's not a cutoff race. Maybe eventually it will be, but the Charlotte Roval is in the chase. Yes,
6: it's a cutoff race next year. Oh,
3: is it? Is it? A, oh, yeah. Is it a cutoff? See. That, that's what, man.
6: Here's what's so cool. Daytona, their summer race in Daytona, moved from July 4th weekend to the last race of the regular season. Ooh. And you know all the wild cards that happen at Daytona. And you know how many drivers are dying to get their final shot in for the chase. That is now going to be day freaking <laughs> Tona. It's That's going to be such a wild card. Indianapolis, for those of you in Indy, oh my gosh, do you have... An absolutely incredible 2020 summer. You kick off summer on Memorial Day weekend with the Indy 500. Then the middle of the summer holiday weekend, July 4th weekend, you've got NASCAR in town. And then you end the summer with NHRA's big go, the U.S. Nationals. It doesn't get any better for motorsports fans than that.
3: The three biggest party days not involving Thanksgiving, January 1, or Christmas. The three biggest party drinking alcohol eat your ass off days, and they're all in Indy. Stop bitching and moaning, Indy. Jeez. Sorry about that.
6: Eat your ass off days. Got it.
3: <laughs> Hashtag July Fourth Memorial Day Labor Day, eat your ass off day. Hashtag.
6: <laughs> What's the
3: biggest eat your ass off ass off day? July 4th. Super Bowl.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, there you go. That's so true. Rafa Matos. No? Rafa Matos? Yeah, Rafa Matos. IndyCar Series driver of old. Got something new. He joins us next. Speed Freak Pits, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freak's Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freak's .com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed
4: Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Lucas Oil Studios at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Facebook, the website SpeedFreaks.com. TV and again your iHeartRadio Radio app tune in Sirius Satellite and affiliates across the country. You can take the freaks anywhere. Rafa Matos, frankly, has been coming to the Freak Nation for many, many years. And Rafa, I mentioned this to you when you called us that I think the last time we actually had a decent conversation with you, you were being hounded by Shaquille O'Neal at Texas Motor Speedway. <laughs>
11: That's right, 2009. Wow, one of the one, one of the IndyCar races ten years ago.
6: Whoa. That was not ten years ago. Okay, I feel yeah. old. Holy crap! Believe it or
11: not, it was
3: ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, refresh my memory. Why were you and Shaquille O'Neal teamed up at Texas Motor Speedway?
11: Well, there was um, there was uh, an exercise we did through, through the team that we were trying to raise money for uh, for kids, um, and through uh, um, Steve Luxo's association with uh, basketball teams and all that, he knew. He knew um, Shaquille knew, so we, we took the opportunity to him to a race, and uh, we're, we're raising money for, for good cause.
3: Holy smokes. Rafa Matos, IndyCar Series, sports car pilot, Trans Am pilot, your winner, Trans Am 2, joining us here in the Freak Nation, and you just can't get this racing out of your blood, can you? Man, I can't. I can't, you know?
11: Uh, you know, I, I race in the cars, and then after I had a great time in IndyCars, I, I went... I went back to Brazil and raced for a few years in the Brazilian, highly competitive Brazilian stock cars. Uh, uh, got bored of that, and, and I have a daughter now, so I want to stay more at home. She's an American girl, and uh, I found Trans a perfect place for me. You know, great racing, racing 70 minutes race, sprint race, all out. So uh, for me, I'm, I'm finding myself again in, in trans am I'm, I'm really happy there
6: Rafa that is key you you just said you're you're having fun you're happy you're finding yourself again that doesn't always happen in motorsports if you leave for a little bit and then try to come back but you found it you found the magic sauce
11: yeah it doesn't happen very often as you said you know during the time I was in Brazil I would still live here in the United States and I was traveling back and forth to Brazil and I was miserable just by the amount of traveling and, and, you know, being away from my family and all the, the, the bad things that you, that the, race is a very nice thing. We love racing, but, you know, the traveling kills you. And, and I was traveling every race overseas, and that was uh, making me miserable. So I, I had to find something here in the States that I could race and be happy and and, and be competitive. And, and this team, Coleman Motorsports, You know, with the support of Doug Peterson and 3-Dimensional Service Group, it's just a fantastic deal. You know, they give me, we have Howe Enterprise chassis that they they give us great support. And, you know, I just have a very fast car, and I'm happy to deliver.
6: (laughs) You do have a very fast car. You now have two wins in a row in Trans Am 2. And I'm just going to say there's no misery in winning whatsoever. But hold on a second. You might get a little bored if you keep, Winning, so is Trans Am 2 where you want to stay, or do you want to go to Trans Am? Do you want to try something else in open wheel, or do you want to do something else in sports cars? What is the future couple of years, the next couple of years for Williams? Hey,
11: I, I never say no to work, right? I, I'm a very passionate guy about motorsports. I, you know, if I receive a call from an IndyCar team, if I think it's a competitive deal, I will definitely try uh, but I'm not interested on in going just to compete. I, I've done that for three years. You know, we, I did okay. You know, on a, a small team. But if I do that again, I want to be in a, in a competitive deal that I can fight for wins and the championship. Um, sports cars. I would love to go back to to the long race, Daytona, 12, twelve hours of Sebring. You know, given the circumstances right now, because I'm a gold in the FIA rating, that makes the situation a little bit more difficult they're sort of looking for more silvers with budgets now. So I'm fighting that also, which is not a good thing. But, you know, I, one day one day uh, at a time. So I think, uh, uh, you know, by winning races in Trans Am, will we'll definitely catch other people's attention, other teams, and, you know, hopefully I'll be driving the, those long races again.
5: Rafa Matos, Trans Am 2 Series, uh, two wins this year. Rafa, the series has become a destination series again. People are happy to go to Transam and stay there. Why? You know, I, I I I really think that they
11: have the right formula for the series. You know, the cars are very powerful. They have no system aids uh, such as traction control and ABS. So it's a, a it's a very raw machine. It's a very noisy and very tough machine to drive, so I think rewards the, the drivers that are more technically advanced. And in the same time, there's a lot of gentlemen drivers in the series that really enjoy their time, because they have the master championships, so those guys are racing separately. So so I think that they did a very good job uh, with the series on the technical side, and they have been doing, um, under uh, Tony Parella and John Caglet's uh, administration, they, they have improved the marketing side of
5: things, I think the series, it's looking very good for the next few years. So, Rafa Matos, guys like you, Chris Dyson, Ernie Francis, these drivers with a lot of experience are winning races and making a name. Are owners in other series looking at you now and taking you differently That with uh, some success in the uh, Trans Am series?
11: Yeah, definitely. You know, if you look back in the seventies and eighties, that's where uh, where you know sports car drivers wanted to be. You know, there was all sort of manufacturers mm. support. Even Audi was there at some point. So hopefully, they will they will attract those those manufacturers' attention again, and we'll start having uh, engine war and or even tire war. Uh, I think that's what makes a, a good series. You know, I, I think they need to have some sort of um, a configuration that allows teams with small budgets fight against teams with bigger budgets. But uh, at this point, the most important thing is to have support from, from manufacturers, I guess.
6: Well, support from manufacturers and support for, from family as well. How does your daughter, how is this whole racing thing to her?
11: Fantastic. You know, I think she... <laughs> She she likes to go fast. Let's put it this way: oh <laughs> when I when I have her in the back seat of my car, if I go fast, she me to go more. And which <laughs> right now she's she's doing swimming lessons and and ballet set, ballet lessons. So hopefully she will stay there.
3: <laughs> how old is your daughter, Rafa Mato? <laughs> she's three years old. Bam! <laughs> Look, man, you've got a three-year-old. I've got a five-year-old, and it's it's bonkers that how this five-year-old, frankly. In ways, she's smarter than me. What about your three-year-old? Do you find ways that uh, you look at her, and go, "Holy smokes, are you not 30 Yeah, man.
11: I I don't know. these kids nowadays are so advanced. My daughter, she does things that I I can't believe. Well, right now she's speaking two languages already. We so we only speak Portuguese at home. My wife, she's Brazilian, and so she's learning Portuguese, and obviously we live in Miami, so she's she's learning Spanish, and and she only speaks English in school, so. She, it's fantastic the way we see those kids growing, and, and I think they're they're just smarter than us, you know, period.
3: <laughs> they sure are. Three Rafa. languages. Yeah. No,
6: you said two languages. That's three languages, Spanish, Portuguese, English, and she's three. Three, three languages
3: at three years
11: old. <laughs> oh
6: my
3: God. It's Rafa Matos, Trans Am 2 winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. So if we're talking this time next year, where does Rafa Matos want to be?
11: Oh, well, that's a long time. I, you know, for, for right now I want to take step by step, go race by race, qualifying by qualifying, and, and that's how I, I, how I operate. You know, I try not to think on, on the long run so much because you get anxious. But uh, I, I think if I can have a, a long career in Transam or even maybe try the TA class, which is the, the, the class above mine, it would be, uh, I think, a good, a good path.
3: Rafa Matos, you know him from IndyCar, sports cars, the Trans Am Series, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Dude, thanks for doing this, man. Maybe another way to Trans Am. will get you back in here.
11: Hey, it was a pleasure. It's been a long time. I love your program, you know, and I hope we, we can talk more often. Yes. Thank you, Rafa. Thank you so much.
3: Statman, man, you've always talked about Trans Am and really the inception of Trans Am back in the day and where we are now. How far is the Trans Am Series and these cars How far removed are they from back in the day when Trans Am was was the S?
5: Oh, this is a
3: whole different kind of car. They only had
5: 5-liter, 305-cubic-inch engines then. Now they have uh, big blocks in the Corvettes, and and these cars are – they may not be faster, but they're louder. They're more raucous. They're – you know, if you like noise – these things shake the ground when they go by, and they uh, uh, the, the drivers. I was just looking at some of the, uh, the 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 finishing drivers in this thing. They are they're getting better. They're getting a better quality of driver. They're getting better sponsors, more money. It's a a better program now uh, than the, what it has been uh, for a few years. After it was killed by, uh, it was around for 40 years and then. Paul Gendelosi bought it and uh, yeah uh, so yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was, became something different. Uh, but when it's not what the, what it was when all the manufacturers were involved in the uh, 60s and 70s, but it uh, it's really on a, a steep return to glory days curve right now.
3: You think that's where it, it, it's headed now?
5: Yeah oh yeah. I think it's it's headed there because it costs so much money to run an IMSA. IMSA starts off, they've already run more than half the season after the first two events. It's just too much money to run two and a half hours, to have all the crews and the people and the travel and the tires and the gas and all of that stuff. It just costs too much money to do that. I was talking to some people, they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, tire bills at the end of the weekend and, uh, you know, three quarters to a million dollar cars in GT that's not even in the prototypes. So, uh, yeah, there's, you have some of the people that that don't want to afford sponsors that don't want to afford to run an IMSA are going to things like world challenge and Trans Am. Yeah. You
3: see with the IMSA series that you've got, a few companies in there that you recognize. And I understand that WeatherTech has really become front and center with, you know, their contributions to the series. And I I had no idea who WeatherTech was three years ago. I do now, of course, but outside of that, some of the manufacturers, we know the tire uh, company that works with IMSA, but it's someone's got some funny money to put these cars on the track for IMSA for this kind of money that it costs to run these cars on the track. Well, a lot of the cars
5: in GT, in particular, are put up by people who are buying the seats and sportsman drivers who uh, uh, just want to be out there to say they are running in the race. Uh, so I had, I, like I said, I had a great conversation with a uh, crew member who was in uh, the uh, IMSA for a few years, and he t- I, I was completely out of space on. Uh, what these cars cost? I thought they were relatively inexpensive, and the, the the bills are like twice what I thought they were. They're spending huge amounts of money to do that, and they'll do it for two or three years.
3: And if they don't find any sponsor, then they go home. Going back to what you said, Crasher, hear me out on this. In sports cars, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series, there are drivers that are in these cars that buy those seats that fund a number of these teams or at least races. Put that in other sports. So-and-so who was a baller in college, landed a bunch of money and investments or becomes a tech giant, he's got $2 million to give to the Charlotte Hornets to suit up for a game against (laughs) the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't act like that this can't happen. If someone's hurting for money, (laughs) (laughs) owners are looking for new ways to fund their 250 foot yacht Jerry Jones come on come on
6: you're talking about in motorsports you can be almost any height any size and there's a way there's a discipline of racing that that can suit you you can't do can't even what you just said in the NBA no because if you're not super tall and super just super fit. No, you're not going to be able to do it.
3: What did Michael Jordan do for baseball? What did Tim Tebow do for the Mets uh, spring training? They sold a whole bunch of swag. Mm-hmm. Put a whole bunch of asses in that in those seats in the minor leagues. Yeah. Why can't it be do done? It. No, they're not going to do it in the major leagues cuz there's rules against it. You no, got to have My point was yeah, no in the in the minor leagues, some guy could buy a could buy it. Could buy second base in in a in a double A game. Why not?
5: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's <laughs> they have they have rules that you got to have a, a set uh, roster at a certain time and you can't change it till another time. So they, unless they change those rules, you can't have it. And the unions probably don't want people to be able to come in and just buy it. And, uh, you know, put a union member uh, on the sidelines.
3: Money talks. Oh. I tell you. <laughs> don't talk that no, loud. No.
5: <laughs> not that loud.
3: <laughs>
5: yeah, you want to
6: spend, you wanna spend a couple millions on, on an NBA team? Fine, I'll put your name on my jersey. That's, that's all that money's going to do in, in that level of sport.
3: Listen, being a part of Phoenix and the Phoenix Suns, they could only wish... Somebody would give them five figures to play on this damn team. It's.
6: It would be better than what they have. Oh, it's.
3: Statman and his freaking Statman thong would do a better job at distributing that ball for the Suns.
5: I'm thinking the movie Trouble with the Curve, where Peanut (laughs) Boy comes in and gets a contract. You remember that movie with Clint Eastwood? No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a great movie, Trouble with the Curve. Curb or curve?
3: (laughs) Curve.
6: That's a a suave
12: question.
3: (laughs) Coming up next hour, Mike Helton from NASCAR, Denny Hamlin, your NASCAR Cup winner, and Indy Lights winner, Oliver Askew. Coming up, Speed Fix Miss Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
10: Trade pros, whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and samer next-day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit Ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps up on us, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer those insane interest credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online loan app that takes about a minute with no impact to your credit score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from BestEgg.com. Visit BestEgg.com slash plan. BestEgg.com slash plan.
13: BestEgg.com slash plan. slash plan. You have plenty of pictures in your home, but you've never seen anything like this before. Introducing Easy Tiles, the world's first photo tiles made of sleek and ultra-lightweight glass. Easy Tiles makes it super simple. You use their exclusive app for iPhone and Android to upload as many photos as you like. Then, they print them on tempered glass. Your order arrives on your doorstep in just days. And that's when the real fun begins. Because with Easy Tiles, you'll transform your living space with a gallery wall that will amaze each and every guest. Easy Tiles are even simple to hang. No hammer and no nails. And because they're mounted on small risers, they appear to float on your wall. Easy to order, easy to hang, and guaranteed For life. Now you can save 30% on any size order, plus get free shipping on orders of four or more. Just download the free Easy Tiles app at EasyTiles.com and turn your best memories into beautiful glass wall art. Plus, save big now with this special radio offer. That's EasyTiles.com.
3: Second hour of Speed Freaks. Thank you guys for hanging out. Coming up this hour, Denny Hamlin, NASCAR Cup winner, will be joining us. Mike Helton. What's his official title now, Crasher?
6: Executive Vice President.
3: Something like that. Something like that. Just a dude synonymous with NASCAR as long as we've been around. He's given us several oddball, angry looks in the past. uh, But he joins us. Uh, He joined us (laughs) early this week. We'll get to that coming up this hour. Also, Oliver Askew will be joining us here in the Freak Nation, a name that you should keep your eye on, Freak Nation, because teamed up with Andretti Autosport, goes out and wins the USF US 2000. Okay, help me out USF here.
6: USF 2000. Boom, thank
3: you. And the the Mazda Road to Indy. And now goes out and wins the doubleheader at Koda in Austin uh, for the Indy Car Race weekend.
6: Indy Lights, yes.
3: He'll be joining us coming up this hour.
6: By the way, Mike Helton is the vice chairman
5: of oh, NASCAR. There you go. Wasn't he also the chairman of the Friend of the Freaks organization? Yeah. Matter of fact. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. He ran for that post campaign for it from what I remember.
3: Yeah.
6: He was also named last October to the board of managers of AMA Pro Racing. That's anything and everything two wheel.
3: Isn't that because NASCAR bought the AMA, Stepman? Yeah,
6: yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, they bought everything. They bought they bought everything. They made a bid for Speed Freaks, didn't they, at one time? Yeah.
6: Yeah, they were too cheap. No, they, they
3: no <laughs> kidding, they uh, yeah. they wanted me to just wear one earring. They, mm. I couldn't I couldn't go with two. I could not go with two. Which, by the way, I need to I need to talk to my daughter about that. Why? She's just. She, someone's, someone's put a bug in her. She's got somebody in her, in her classroom that evidently their parent said something to them way back when, not about her dad, meaning me, but every now and then, daddy, why do you wear earrings?
6: (laughs) Has she said to you yet, that's a girl thing?
3: She said she couldn't be Pee Wee Herman for Halloween because Pee Wee Herman is a boy. She she
6: was with, Catboy just two years ago.
3: That we know exactly who it was that got yeah, in her head. Thank yeah. goodness that little dude isn't there anymore. That little treacherous.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There it goes. Punk. Now, Kenny, when she came home saying, I can't be Catboy anymore for Halloween because so-and-so told me that that's a boy and I'm a girl and I can't be a boy then you told her, "Hey, she can do, Henley. You could do whatever you want." And she went back to school that next day, saying, "I can dress however I want." Hell yes! So where did that? Why are you so mad at this treacherous little boy? Why? Just get back on your soapbox and tell her she can be a strong person and make her own decisions. I
3: broke out some Katy Perry. I kissed a girl, and we we were friends. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. Hell yes! Listen, the children, teenagers, they got enough hurdles this year. Or not this I year. Wrote this. You better watch that clown. What's you five years old
5: now? Yeah. You better get a restraining order against that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the first TRO against a five year old.
3: <laughs> it is interesting being the father of a five year old. All of these things are coming to light and life that we're only on the peripheral that. You know, my brothers and sisters and friends would tell me about their children, but I'd be damned, man, if I'm just, I'm not living, I am living it. I am living it. When I've got a four and a half year old already talking trash to me and going, psych, to my team on a soccer field. <laughs> oh man, I can only hope. Know, what? You don't have any idea. <laughs> I, <you're laughs> it's going to get so much You just <laughs>
5: dusted off the, you haven't even opened the the box yet you just you're just dusting it off right now this is it's gonna get bananas bananas three words (laughs) bananas
3: oh let me leave you with this before we reset with some affiliates when my daughter uses her two hands her left hand is maybe joey logano and her right hand is kyle bush and she shows me how kyle bush Passes Joey Logano with she her did right hand.
10: She did do
3: Daddy, that. come here. Let me show you how, how, how the 18 passed the 22. <laughs> I said, this is happening. Uh, I, and I re- automatically reach for some gummy bears. <laughs> Infused with something that my doctor said going <laughs> to relieve some anxieties, damn it. We're going to reset with some affiliates. I promise to get back with you.
0: Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the
3: freaks. Welcoming in another round of Speed Freaks affiliates. How you doing? Stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge at the website speedfreaks.tv. Coming up the second hour of Speed Freaks, Mike Helton from NASCAR, Denny Hamlin, your Cup Series winner from Texas, and Oliver Askew. Two-time winner from Coda, driving in the Indy Lights Series. He'll be joining us. Also running for Andretti Autosports. He'll be joining us this hour. But first, Crash Gladys pit Pit News and notes, brought to you by General Tire. Do yourself a favor. Grab some General Tires while you can and excite your family. Because I got some GTs on that bad boy. GeneralTire.com. Crash?
6: Supercross was in Houston Saturday night, and this one was another Triple Crown. Ken Rockson took the first main. Cooper Webb won the second main. And Marvin Muskin the third main. How's that for some diversity and some parity? The overall went to Cooper Webb as he had the highest average finish. And then in the 250s, same thing. They also had a triple crown. Adam Ciancarulo Carulo took the first main. Dylan Ferrandez, the second main. And Colt Nichols winning the third main. Overall going to Dylan Ferrandez. Not too shabby, Houston. Up in Dallas, chalk up two more wins for Kyle Busch. This weekend in Dallas-Fort Worth, he was the one who captured the flag in both the trucks in Xfinity Series. He was looking pretty solid in the cup race on Sunday, but he was bested by his teammate, Denny Hamlin. We had Denny Hamlin calling us last hour. We're going to replay that at the bottom of this hour. Get this, though. No other team. No one. Nada. Except for Team Penske and Joe Gibbs Racing. No one else has won at the cup level since Texas last November, the beginning of November. Since then, your only winners have been Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski for the captain, Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin for Joe Gibbs Racing. Okay, then. Formula One raced Bahrain, and it marked the arrival officially of Charles Leclerc. He sat on the pole, and he led part of the race, but it was his issue that also helped gift the win to Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton, though, was praising Leduc after the race, saying, hey, man, you have quite a future ahead of you. Yeah, you had some issues, but I saw enough. You're going to be a good driver. Trans Am race this weekend in Road Atlanta. Lawrence Lowshock took the win in Trans Am. And former IndyCar driver Rafa Matos, he just joined us last hour. He took the win in Trans Am, too.
3: Freak Nation coming up. Mike Helton. Yep, that guy with NASCAR. And Denny Hamlin, Cup Series winner. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all-terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT, General Tire's balance excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire helping to keep speed freaks on the road since 2001.
4: Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner, plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works.
3: What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. For my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, French Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro-pulling league, motocross. They're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MavTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MavTV is motorsports. Awesome. You're listening to Speed
4: Freaks. Motorsports Radio.
0: Redefined.
3: Freak Nation, do yourself a favor when you're headed to your favorite grocery store. Stock up for a big weekend party with some Bubba Burgers. We tried the bacon and cheddar the other night. Superb. You could do that. You could go with jalapeno. You could go with Angus, 100% all natural. Your favorite grocery store. They got them. You get them. You'll never buy a better burger than a Bubba. So NASCAR made a big announcement last week. Not just the changing in the schedule for 2020, but they're moving the finale from Homestead to ISM Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona coming up again in November of 2020. We had a chance to catch up with Mike Helton. And what title was it that we've zeroed in on, Crasher, that uh, Mike Helton is with NASCAR? Vice Chairman. Vice Chairman. Regardless, just synonymous with skulking around in the pits every NASCAR race, being upstairs in the booth with those calling the shots for now, na- Mike Helton. So, um, the, the announcement was made from Gatorade Victory Lane at ISM Raceway in Phoenix and Mike Helton shows up for the 10-minute announcement then jumps back in his car and heads back to the airport uh, and he's joining us now. So Mike Helton, I figured you know, why not, you know, make a big announcement and not have a NASCAR executive
12: here? Yeah, I don't think you could make an announcement like this and the sanctioning body not be represented so I'm honored <laughs> to be the one that got to come out to Share this news with Julie and the world, and and this is uh, uh, this is an exciting day.
6: Some people want to say, well, what's the difference between Homestead or Phoenix? Why make this change? I have my reasons, and I think it's gr- a great change for fans. But I want to hear yours.
12: Well, it, it kind of starts with with in 2020 wanting to mix it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and as Steve O'Donnell announces the balance of the 2020 schedule, there'll be some other things. But uh, when it came to the concluding the 2020 season. And you talked about, say, okay, if you didn't go to Homestead, who's been an incredible host for a long time, if you didn't do it down there, where would you do it? And Phoenix and ISM Raceway resonated with every stakeholder we had.
6: In talking about Phoenix now hosting the finale starting in 2020, how many years will this be in Phoenix? And is there talk of possibly rotating the finale down the road, much like the Super Bowl in NFL?
12: Well, there's always a lot of conversation about what to do going forward. And so today's all about 2020. And and we get this one all in, digested, and after all the dust settles, we'll start talking about 2021 and the out years. But uh, you know, we're we're. You look at our history, and we're pretty traditional. Uh, but in today's world, in 2019, 2020 going forward, I think it's it's on every league or sanctioning body to to offer up newness, offer up changes, offer up. So we'll see what happens. But today is all about 2020.
3: Mike Helton joining us here in the Freak Nation with NASCAR. Mike Helton, can you explain to people the significance of this race coming into town as the championship and what this does economically? We know in November the semifinal race, it's serious, but when the championship race comes into town, what this means for a city?
12: Well, you know, I, I, it's there. This city is is known for its hosting of very special sports events. And, and I would like to say, or like to, to present NASCAR very similar to the other professional sporting major events that's been held here in Phoenix. There's a lot of interest when you're getting ready to crown a champion. Uh, there's a lot of interest, in that brings a lot of um, ancillary support with it. So the, the sponsors, the, the automobile manufacturers, the the, the, the groups that follow the sport will say well I may want to go here I may want to go there I don't know about this one uh, but the championship race is one that they're all going to go to and I think that's what we'll see here in Phoenix in 2020
6: some of the other changes were Indianapolis getting the July 4th weekend I love that Daytona being the now last race of the regular season which we've seen some really random winners there cause, so that could really shake things up and then Pocono with a double header how did you guys come to these conclusions as well
12: well, it's a, again, Steve O'Donnell led what I call an unprecedented effort on behalf of NASCAR to get our stakeholders, particularly our broadcast partners and our racetracks together and say, okay, look, we want to mix it up a little bit. How can we do that? And so the, the result that you now see is our 2020 schedule is a result of that effort. And so everything was on the table. A lot of it came from broadcast partners. A lot of it came from the garage area. Uh, tracks themselves, offer up options, and say, "We'd well, like to try this, or we want to do this." And so it—it it all. Steve, I admire Steve for having the resilience to to bring all those pieces together uh, and create the 2020 schedule. But it's going to be fun when everybody starts digesting it, right. saying, "Okay, wait a minute now. Whoa, whoa! I didn't see that." You know, <laughs> that's that's the that's the the effect that you want to have by announcing a schedule. But like
3: you're that. right, Mr. Helton, in that. NASCAR typically is traditional so I can only imagine a few of the battles and of trying to get these things on the map and on the mark for these new venues and different dates.
12: Well, it, it doesn't mean you break from your tradition it just means that you've, you've You tweak it some, and I think we've really tweaked it in 2020.
6: Well, I know you want to focus on 2020, but you also talked a little bit about some of the talk in the garage, what some drivers have been wanting, and shortening the schedule just a little bit is one of those things. Having a summer break, I saw that that's on the schedule for 2020. That's on there as well, and also shortening the races. Are these things still out there? Oh, and also maybe midweek races.
12: Yeah, everything's still out there. (laughs) You know, when we say here's the 2020 schedule, that's what that is. That's the 2020 schedule. And now that we put out the CUP schedule, we can start putting together the Xfinity and the mm. trucks and the K&Ns and the ARCAs and all those that uh, go in around it. Uh, but but in the meantime, talking about what's next, everything's still on the table. Very cool. And and I think part of the, 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 the residual effect that we'll have on the effort that Steve did this mm. year, putting 2020 together, is what we can do next. I think now that he's got all the stakeholders having, you know, their thinking hats on, I think they can come up with it'll be interesting to see what we come up with next.
6: I know the 800-pound gorilla in the room when it comes to sports in general is the NFL. How much do you guys worry about the NFL when it comes to the latter part of your season or do you at all?
12: We don't worry about it, but we have respect for it. I mean, they're 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 a tremendous impact on every everybody. And and certainly if you're into sports entertainment, content business you have to be mindful and respectful of the nfl uh but we've got the longest season in all of sports Mm -hmm. you know we we in february and now we're going to end early november um and so we're going to cross over we're going to have that but we always have uh and and i think our fans and our our industry it kind of expects that and they've learned how to handle it and uh you know we'll we'll see what happens going forward but we have to be very respectful of the other leagues, and, and because they're they're in the same business we're in, and we're we're all competing for the eyeballs and the and the people in the grandstand. So.
3: But I like that everything's still on the table, which means there could be a NASCAR IndyCar race combination in the future. He <laughs> <You> just <laughs> never know. <laughs> this is fantastic. He shakes his
6: head. We have been wanting that on Speed Freaks, our I national know it. show. For probably 15 years now, we would love that.
3: That would be fantastic. Bring in
6: Supercross in the infield. Let's just do it all at Daytona. Let's do it,
3: Mike. <laughs> Mike, thank you for coming to town for this. this is it's a big you. announcement. What this does for Ice Raceway in Phoenix, it's not lost on us.
12: Well, I appreciate that, and thanks for recognizing it. We feel like it's big, and but it's it's not if we did, if we're the only ones that thinks it is. So <laughs> thank you for saying that. Thank you for thinking that way, and we're excited about coming back to Phoenix in the meantime. But coming back here November the eighth, twenty twenty, is going to be a great great weekend.
3: He didn't say no. To the IndyCar, NASCAR,
6: double up. No, but we have his facial expression, which was just kind of that's all I can really correlate it to for radio.
3: <laughs> was that me when I called him Mr. Helton? Where the hell did that come from?
6: Yeah, that was that was interesting. Last
5: time I
3: called somebody Mr. Statman outside of the cops, it pulled me over weekly.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting I'm sitting here like, whoa. That's who was that man? <laughs> uh, that the one thing he didn't say, though, is the possibility of getting rid of some races. He kind of hinted in there. If you read between the lines, so we have a long season right now. It starts in February and ends in early November. that I think that's going to be the next step is to get rid of some races.
3: Think about those conversations that these guys are having in these war rooms or whatever you want to. Ha- call it about to eliminate or to move and I I hope that these conversations somehow were documented because I bet they were just because again Mike Helton and others and he admitted it that they're they're traditionalists. And to make these changes, think about the conversations that they're gonna have to have with the Bruton Smith tracks because Bruton Smith has several tracks that have two races a year. I mean, that Texas race looked like an IndyCar race, and that's a good thing for IndyCar, because IndyCar, you can get 45 50,000 people there, but man, those stands today, Statman, with the Texas race?
5: Part of the issue, though, is that NASCAR owns the majority of the tracks that it goes to, and it goes to some of those twice. So they could take some of those races and combine them and end up with Uh, some gaps in the schedule and a shorter season and not have to challenge the NFL. Like he said, they don't like to do so. There's a, he said a lot there. Uh, Maybe I'm just reading into it, but I think the next thing that's going to happen is that there's, there's going to be some uh, races dropped. They're not going to go back to some of the tracks that NASCAR owns twice.
3: Shortening of races.
6: Oh, that has to be on the... T- that has to. <laughs> drivers are... Drivers have been wanting that for more than 10 years now.
3: You heard Rafa Matos last hour, who, again, spent many years in IndyCar Series, stock, uh, sports car now with Trans Am Series, talking about... The length of races or lack of length of races yeah. in Trans Am.
6: He likes his set length. He knows that he's going to get every time he's out there racing. So yeah, that's there's something to be said for that.
3: We, we we and we haven't even touched upon the the doubling up the Saturday and Sunday races race weekend at Pocono, where you're racing Saturday and Sunday, right?
6: Oh, that's right. That is part of the 2020 chain. Yeah, yeah. Pocono. Gets well, we talked a about that. Letter. So yeah. So there you go. You're keeping two races at a track in 2020, just not two separate weekends. The doubleheader idea, maybe that will become more of a thing. I mean, Michigan—it's
3: within like two months of.
6: Same as Pocono. That's why they did race. that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Damn. Wow. Denny Hamlin, NASCAR Cup Series winner, he'll be joining us next. But first, how about some Statman Scadamus? Good
9: evening, my fellow citizens. <laughs> provide guidance to
5: mankind in the mid16th century the French decided to change from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar that moved the start of the year from April 1st to January 1st those who continued to celebrate the start of the year on April 1st became known as April Fools. Thus, April Fool's Day. Some foolishness came into the Formula One world this week when McLaren CEO Zach Brown threatened to pull the historic team from the historic series. The American wants new rules that would make McLaren more competitive financially and on the track. However, McLaren's core businesses, engineering and technology, are built on its presence and success in F1. Billions in global contracts could be at stake. Yes, who would be the fool if zach brown is in charge should mclaren run aground and spill its guts all over the f1 shores just hard to imagine peace speed freaks motorsports radio redefined
1: or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call. Toll free. 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline. 1-800-428-1570.
7: Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, Hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do?
3: we back with the freaks, Crash Lattice, Kenny Sargent, Staten Man, and your winner from Texas joining us here in the Freak Nation, Denny Hamlin. And Denny, at what point of the race were you either talking your crew chief off the box or him talking you back into the car because of the things you overcame to get that win in Texas? Because that's bonkers.
12: Yeah,
8: it was uh it was pretty amazing there. I don't know what all they covered on T V, but certainly we had our you know, we ran out of fuel earlier in the race that cost us a ton of time and then we had the two penalties on pit road and then i missed pit road under one green flag sequence and had to come back down so we uh it was a crazy uh, turn of events where you know by the end of the race we had worked our way back into the correct track position and then uh, from that point on really just the speed of our car kind of took over
6: Well, there's the speed of the car, but it's just the entire construction of what your guys have been able to do with this car. Because I saw a stat that since Texas last fall, which is several races ago, nobody has won except for a Gibbs car or a Penske car. And I think most of those are Gibbs cars. So what is it that you guys have?
8: Yeah, I mean, our cars are are definitely running strong right now and, and really confident every time we go to the racetrack that I've got a race winning car. I've just got to make sure I've you know, don't have any mistakes and that that will produce more wins for us and i certainly thought that we were not going to win today given everything that was thrown at us but um you know chris just did such a great job with the car making it better and better through the day and i felt like i got better as the day went on and um just you know really executed perfectly when it counted at the end
6: wait what do you mean real quick what do you mean you got better Explain.
8: Well, I just think that, you know, I got better at driving the car. I I adapted to the way the car was handling, um, and I was able to get, you know, a little bit better lap times out of it by the end of the day than what I was really at the beginning.
5: Denny Hamlin, does that explain you went through a dry spell? Does that, are you coming around? Is the car coming around? What's suddenly you're running at the front of the line again?
8: Yeah, we're just, you know, really trying to (laughs) trying to execute and you know we we had you know a year where we we didn't win last year but we were certainly in contention to win a lot of races but just didn't just didn't pan out for us but uh, it seems like our cars are back up to speed um you know i've definitely gotten better i feel like in the off season and really everyone's having to learn to drive a different driving style with these with this aero package so uh, i just feel like you know i'm kind of adapting as quick as anyone
3: Denny Hamlin joining us here in the Freak Nation winner out of Texas, NASCAR Cup winner. And Denny, you look at that win in Texas and you talk about really what you've had to go through to get back up on the on the on the box to grab that trophy. Look at what your team has done with the sponsorship and so forth. Was there a time when you said to yourself, like, damn it, man, we can't figure this arrow package out? What the hell's going on? Not really. I mean, really from the beginning of the year, um,
8: you know, we've we've been in the top ten, you know, pretty much every week. So we uh we're putting ourselves in contention to win a lot of races that we have. You know, I'm sure some teams are frustrated right now um, with, you know, with their performance, but certainly I feel like what we're doing at Gibbs is really being, you know – focusing on how can we race well we're not always qualifying great but certainly uh, we're racing well and that's all that really matters
3: denny how do we get around these issues with a qualifying before a cup race
8: yeah i don't know it, it's just it's the way it's going to be no matter what you know it, as long as you're the the guy in the front you're going to be at a disadvantage and you're not going to win the pole so nobody wants to be the car in front and it's just part of it's just part of it and until we do single car qualifying you're going to have kind of the, the gamesmanship going on no matter what so um there's just no way around it honestly
5: denny hamlin the ford teams and the toyota teams appear to have figured out this new car chevy seems to be coming up behind i know you don't care but is it the new car or just the the swing of the pendulum that it's time for somebody else to win now well it
8: certainly i ebbs and flows i mean we know that Hendrick, uh, in general, you know, tends to run better at the end of the year than what they run at, at the uh, at the end of the year versus what they run the beginning. So, I don't put too much stock in it right now, and and really don't don't care to be honest with you. <laughs> we're just focused on our program, and we can't assume that we're just going to be you know at the top all the time. We know that they're going to be working, you know, as hard if not harder than us to try to get to to, to where we're at. So we're just uh, you, you got to keep working. It's just part of the sport. And there's you know, there's highs and lows.
6: All right, before we let you go, Denny Hamlin, are you actually, you're not a Virginia fan, but are you excited for Virginia in the Final Four?
8: I am very much so. Happy for them, and you know, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to college myself, so I'm an all Virginia okay. uh, fair weather fan. So I'll go. Uh, I'll pick for any of them that uh, are still in it. So uh, love, love the you know Tony Bennett and what he's done with that team. So it's really cool for them to get to the final four.
6: How tough is Bristol going to be on you? I mean, the final freaking four. You are a basketball hound. How tough is it really going to be to focus on the track?
8: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I know I'm a professional first, so I'm a, I'm a sports fan second. So it's, uh, I, I really worked hard this year to try to you know, be better, and mm-hmm. I feel like I am.
3: Diddy Hamlin, you went out of Texas, joining the Freaks. Thanks, D.H. All right, thank you. You know, Stat, Crash, say what you will about NASCAR, and a lot of times we do, and I'm going to say it again. You knew the problem coming into Texas, Las Vegas, Fontana, and qualifying. You've had three weeks to prepare for this, yet you still job the fans with qualifying. Why not go back to the single qualifying until you can find a solution so at least you get some kind of movement on the track? What
5: they're doing is a solution. They need to just, if anything, maybe release the cars out instead of just opening the final session for everybody. Just releasing them out uh, ten at a time. I think it's, I think it's huge. And it's it, it's it's pure drama in F1. How come it
6: can't be pure drama in uh, uh, NASCAR? Yeah, and yeah, F1 and IndyCar, they they do something very similar, if not the same. And you're right, it's drama in both of those series. So why is it so different with NASCAR? I That's,
3: get, I, uh, is it because. Th- and I understand starting twentieth versus in the top five is a lot different when it comes to you're with less experienced drivers and, and a lot of dirty air because these box these boxes, these cars are huge boxes and they just suck up the dirty air up front. So I understand the performances it's cut off somewhat when you're back in 25th or 30th. That yeah, you want to qualify and do your best to qualify to get in the top 10 or top five. But you Kenny, know, it, it wait, I'm cutting you off here. am I'm just purpose. trying to make excuses, yeah, you're just trying to make
5: excuses. The race lasts three to five hours. They got six pit stops, and if they can't figure out that uh, Harvick today went from the 20s and finished in the uh, like the top six or something, top five. So, it's not impossible. It's done every week. These guys are lazy. They're too much in tradition. They need to get their heads. They need to figure out how to get it done and not worry about
3: the way we used to do it. And good for NASCAR to call out the drivers, too, saying, guys, I mean, Joe Legano had no problem with this. (laughs) His name is Oliver Askew, Indy Lights winner two times in Austin, last week. He joins us next, Speed Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba.
4: Grab it and hold on tight. <laughs> oh,
13: this is going really well. Yeah. So I guess you've heard then.
7: What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No. That I'm actually a chess picker.
3: <gasps> Pirate bandana. Yeah!
6: That was not on the profile.
7: So now you've heard Geico. Saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
3: Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks since 2001
4: you're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
12: What if I wanted
4: to break? Laugh it all off in your face.
3: What would you do? Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Damn near 19 years we've been doing this. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, Facebook, the website. TV. In fact, when this dude was probably two years old when we started Speed Freaks All right. How about that? <laughs> this guy, Oliver Askew, the Indy Lights winner Okay, the last two races Indy Lights winner, Oliver Askew joining us Here in the Freak Nation And does that, do we just sound like old ass people When we talk about you being two years old When we started this big old thing called Speed Freaks?
2: <laughs> Not really, I mean, makes me feel old
3: yeah, 22 years old, you are one old SOB. But hey, yeah. but, but think about this, Oliver. You know, the way racing's gone, if if you're not 10 or 8 or 9 years old and you're not already behind the wheel of something, you for a lot of people, you've already missed the boat. And even at 22 years old in Indy Lights, some folks think, you know, here is uh, Herta out there at 18 years old winning Coda. You're like the old man at 22 in Indy Lights a kicking ass.
2: Exactly. That's, that's how I feel a little bit. I was a bit late to the party, uh, making the transition from karts to cars. But, um, I mean, I, I started racing karts when I was seven. I think it's important, uh, you know, the, the way our brains develop at a young age to, uh, to start racing early um, and start developing those, those uh, race crafts and, and good habits then.
3: Does that come from your parents? Did that come from a driving coach? Where did that, that theory or that message come from?
2: No, I, so racing doesn't run in the family. Um, we just kind of stumbled across it and and came up with the right opportunities. And I think where it comes from is just hours and hours of of practice and seat time at a young age.
6: Well, talk about, since racing did not run in your family, your last name is not Andretti or Mears, so how did you convince your parents at a young age that, yeah, this is something I kind of want to do?
2: Well, it first started, uh, my dad took me out to Palm Beach International Raceway, Uh, Back then, known as Moroso Motorsports Park um, here in Palm Beach, Florida. And um, he took me out there. We rented some go-karts for my eighth birthday, I believe. (laughs) And, you know, it it just became a reoccurring, you know, fun little getaway. And uh, a couple years later, he bought me my my own go-kart, and we started racing regionally. Um, And it was like a father-son fun hobby, uh, we were working out the back of, of my dad's Ford excursion at the time. We didn't have any fancy trailers or anything like that, um, and he was my mechanic. Um, he, he built his own motorcycles before he had uh, my sister and I, um, and that's how he kind of knew how to, to turn the wrenches. Um, and then when I was about 13 or 14, I realized it was something I wanted to commit uh, a lot of time to and, and see where it went, and, and, um, and then it's history after that.
6: And then explain how you got into the road to Indy. Basically, the the entire whether it's USF 2000 or Indy Pro 2000. How did that initially begin? Who gave you a call, or who did you who did you call to pimp yourself?
2: Yeah, I, I had to call a couple people. Uh, nobody, you know, nobody really knew of, of my name. I think the the karting scene and the car scene is there's a big gap between the two. Um, I was, one, a friend of mine gave me a tip to call. Jeremy Shaw, who is uh, who runs the Team USA scholarship. Yes. It's, a, it's a huge program for young up-and-coming open-wheel drivers in the states uh, to make a name for themselves. And um, I, I gave him a call, trying to you know make a few contacts on, on the car racing side because you know I was, I was running out of time. It was uh, I think it was 17 or 18 years old, um, and it was, it was time to make a move. So fortunately, we ended up building a relationship with uh, Jeremy Sean, Team USA scholarship, and ended up winning um, the chance to go to England and run the former Ford Festival and Walter Hayes trophy, um, and, and did really well over there, and, and, and then transitioned that to an opportunity to uh, compete in the USF 2000 championship in 2000 at the end of 2016, which um, I ended up winning, and then, and then we won the championship in 2017 in USF 2000, so... It's been uh, it's been a mixture of knowing the right people and taking advantage of the the right opportunities.
5: Oliver, ask you when you were getting started. Let's look at this age thing a little bit more. When you were getting started, fifteen plus years ago, the IndyCar series was really being criticized for not having enough Americans in the thing. What made you think that you could come out there and you could get started in a in a a community that didn't appear to be friendly to you? Yeah, I I, um, I understood the
2: road to Indy system and the scholarship system and and where I where I came from, we didn't come from a lot of money, and I I saw that that was really the only shot. You know, it was still a long shot, but the only shot that I was. Uh, going to be able to move forward and and there's no other program like that in the world so i mean i I think um i think there's been a change in in the time recently there's there's more younger drivers moving up uh into indycar and and there's there's plenty of americans now as well Um, hopefully i can add my name to the
5: list so looking at the other side of the coin of this age thing everybody's talking about the young drivers and how young they are you're a, a couple of years older and you're probably a little bit more mature. Do you find that is a, an advantage to you when you're in the garage with a lot of teenage punks? <laughs> yeah, I think so.
2: Um, I think it's a little advantage, maturity-wise. Um, but it, again, age is just a number. And you mentioned Col- Colton of before, and, and Colton has uh, like three or four more years of car racing experience than I do. So, in uh, in racing, it's it's quite different compared to. Uh, a few other sports that, you know, age, people think of age, um, and they, they they take it into the equation quite heavily, but really, it's it's all about experience, and um, I think I'm in the right place right now for, for the amount of, of experience that I have.
6: Well, Oliver, let's talk about that experience, because like you said, it started with karting, and yes karting and car racing are different but you need that experience in karting and you had several years there because that's how you really get to feel what the car is doing underneath you so who cares if you spend a couple more years there versus cars you need that because it will pay off in the in in your future
2: i totally agree with you I, i wouldn't change a thing a single thing um i raced karts for for about 10 years before i made the transition to car racing and um what I learned in karting, as far as the racecraft and you know how to, to set up the kart and and uh, the driver technique, it's it's it can be similar to car racing, and, and it's it's the transition was quite easy for me, um, given the right people around me and, and um, you know the right the right coaching early on.
3: Oliver Askew, the he goes comes out of the gate, Indy Lights wins both races, wins Coda. And we're called Speed Freaks for a reason, meaning our radio show. And we dig a reverency. We like battles on the track. And, we, frankly, we like battles off the track. And curious if there's any hard feelings between you and is it Renus or Rhinus VK? Uh, either. I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, I know. It's Dutch. Yeah. Listen. Just take that American flag and start and continue to kick his ass, will you? Come on. You, I mean, you don't sound like you could talk some smack, but it's okay just it's to all right. to do it, man. Get, get right I, up. I try and do a lot of talking on track. Oh, You sound like your dad, Oliver. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Kenny. That's Scott Dixon, too, and look at him. Five IndyCar titles yeah. later. It's all good.
3: Exactly. <laughs> when was it that I'm the father of a five-year-old, and I can already tell what my daughter will be good at if she pursues it and pursues it with practice how early on did your dad think that you had the chops to take this racing to another level and earn money while racing
2: i don't know i I still don't think he believes in me (laughs) i don't know no he does he does he's extremely supportive but he's he's one of those dads who um who kind of just lets me go do my thing and sits on the sidelines he's He's not involved nearly as much as, as uh, other other drivers' parents, um, which which I'm grateful for. I think um, he's there when I need him, and um, he's he's been my biggest supporter ever since uh, I first first began racing. But to answer your question, um, you know, I I think when I first stepped foot into the road to India, I think when I, when I started winning races, he kind of realized that this this was a chance for me. So it's about then.
3: Tell me your reaction or your dad's reaction. How did it go down when you found out that the name Andretti was contacting you to drive for that freaking team? This wasn't – and I'm not disparaging other owners, but, dude, it's Andretti calling you. I don't give a damn if it's Michael, Mario, Marco, Rico, whoever it was, just Mm -hmm. Andretti. Walk me through the process of them calling you and signing that contract. So –
2: I first began a relationship with them at mid ohio last year Uh, we were there uh racing indy pro 2000 with kate motorsports and um the guys at kate motorsports have a good relationship with jf thorman who's who's one of the uh one of the chairman and uh the android program and um i went and had a meeting with him uh i think it was saturday afternoon and we we spoke about uh what their program was going to look like next year and and you know kept kept the talks going and um eventually i I finished top three in the indy pro 2000 championship which allowed me to uh get a a free test day in indy lights car so we we chose to test with andretti autosport uh which was a very good decision and um yeah and then it's just like just like uh any other um opportunity that's come up uh, earlier in my racing career you know all, all the right pieces came together and we met the right people and uh And here we are uh, running a full season with them. So I I still don't think it's really sunk in.
5: Oliver, ask you, this is cool. You won $200,000 in the Mazda Road to Indy. I imagine a lot of red carpets were rolled out to you to uh, get your attention. Tell me one of the crazy offers that one of the teams made. You don't have to mention the team, but just tell me one of the crazy offers they might have made to get you to come their way.
2: Oh, crazy offers! I don't, I
5: don't,
2: <laughs> I don't, have a whole lot of those just yet. Uh, maybe I will if we win this championship this year. But uh, um, I, I developed an early relationship with Kate Motorsports when I won that um, the USF2000 scholarship in 2016, and pretty much immediately brought that scholarship to Kate Motorsports, and they were a dominant force in that uh, that series. So it was a no brainer for me, um, and then eventually made the transfer to uh, IndyPro 2000 with them as well. Um, so. I mean, to, to answer your question, I think the enjoying the opportunity is the, the craziest opportunity I've had until now.
3: Freak Nation, Oliver Askew joining us here in the Freak Nation, and frankly, I think we're all going to be celebrating birthdays. I may retire from radio by the time you get back in the car. I'm being a little facetious. Hell, it's May by the next time you guys race. What's going yeah. on? Come on, figure this thing it's out. It's nice. I got right. a month off. <laughs> What? I'm going to be in Long Beach.
2: Uh, I'm going to be in Long Beach. I'm going to stay around uh, motorsport as much as I can, and I'm going to go up to Indy on uh, on Tuesday and spend most of the month there training. Um, and we, we also have a test in Kentucky. Uh, it's a rookie oval test uh, for the Speedway later in May.
3: Well, it's badass, man. It'll be one of those, frankly, the way you're driving and really who you're with and the stories we've heard about you, it's going to be one of those remember when five years from now when you're out there winning IndyCar races, man, we're 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 happy with what you're doing. And thank you for joining us, Bud.
2: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It's good to talk. Do
3: you ever get excited, Oliver?
2: <laughs> I'm. Uh, I think I'm a pre- pretty uh, laid back guy. Um, to be honest, I think I take a little bit from my take it from my dad and my my mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm still not fully satisfied. Um, I, I'd really like to win this championship this year, and I, I think then I'll go crazy. But until then, I'm gonna. Take some deep breaths.
6: Not everyone is a Tony Kanaan, Elio Castroneves, Kenny. Some of them are the ice Men, like Scott Dixon. Right. Yeah. Good.
3: <laughs> Oliver, thanks for doing this, buddy. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
12: Not,
0: not much, much motorsports. Motorsport. Not much motorsports. Helio or oh, Helio. Yeah. Not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. The douchebags. Lose. Not much motorsports. <laughs> the freaks.
6: Not much motorsports.
3: All right, for not much motorsports, a man who claimed boss bullied him. By farting on him, loses his compensation case. Crash.
6: Oh, oh you would, you would do. Cause you're kind of okay. Just read, just read. Are you sure this story isn't about you?
3: Hey, come on. What's going on? An Australian man who claimed his supervisor bullied him by farting at him, as they are reporting at the Mirror. Dot. This
6: Freaking, is so you. It's crazy.
3: I don't fart at people, Crash. Yes, you do? What are you shaking your head for, Suave? you want the story about the elevator in there somewhere? <laughs> 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 I'm, saying, I'm not farting at people. I just fart in the vicinity. Oh, so he's farting at him several times a day. Has lost a multi... What a wuss. You're filing a multi-million dollar compensation claim because dude's farting at you? Yeah. David,
13: yeah that's a
3: money grabber. David yeah. Hinks demanded his former employer, Construction Engineering... Pay $1.3 million in damages. Hinks alleged that his former supervisor, Greg Short, repeatedly broke wind inside their wind- windowless communal office. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh huh. Forcing him to move to a new office space. However, Mr. Short. Would follow him into his new location and continue to fart in his presence. Hinks claimed his former supervisor would thrust his bum at him while breaking wind in the sustained campaign of malicious flatulence. That's a whole nother Thrust his bum? That's the verbiage they used? Yeah, thrust his bum.
6: What's, what were you saying, Statman? It's a whole nother...
3: That's a whole nother concept to cut it loose. <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs>
12: Wow. <laughs>
3: Come on! Well, you're going to get your shot at it, Statman. Stat, seriously. You moved to Columbus and that's all you got? If somebody,
5: if you had a chance to get a million and a half complaining about somebody's farts, would you complain? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. How about them cowboys? No? no.
3: Oh, come on. I just fire back. (laughs) Stat man, shoot the juice to the moose. Got it, about some useless information
0: supposed to fire my head. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.